Welcome, Ryan McKenzie here, guys. I am pumped to have you in. Hey, real quick, as we're getting started, we are talking about how the question keeps coming up. How can I make my group training not feel like group training? How can I make it feel like a personal training session? How can I actually serve these people as I'm looking to grow my business, um, as I'm looking to, to scale and maximize the people that I serve so I don't have to do one-on-one -on -one training all day long? How do I actually make it feel like it's actually good training? You know, how do I make it a real thing? So I've got the expert in that. Jared Wolliver's here, guys, and he developed smart group training. Really cool model. I'll let him explain it to you. I'm actually, uh, actually bought, has, have bought his model. So I've used it. I can tell you from firsthand experience, excellent stuff. Really cool. So he's going to drop some knowledge on us and explode our brain on, um, on what, what does the smart group model look like? How can we actually be? excellent technical trainers in a large group or small group kind of world where everyone wants to get bigger, bigger, bigger. Not everyone seems to want to get better, better, better. So let's look at it, talk about it a little bit. I'm going to bring him in here. Before I do, I need something from you guys. Uh, I got the chat up here. I'm looking at everything you guys are posting. A lot of you guys got really excited about this session. If you're watching this later, that's okay. Just tell me that you're watching on a replay. It'll let me know when you said that. So then I can know when you're most likely to watch these things, right? I want to go live when you guys are here so that you can actually um, ask questions. We can have a dialogue with our guests. We can do all kinds of fun stuff that way. I can see what you're saying. So if you're here right now, say, I'm here. Tell me where you're from. I'm in just outside of Orlando, Florida, Winter Garden. And um, it is cold, guys. It's freezing cold. I woke up this morning and I was just... I hated the day because it was so cold. It was it was like 55 degrees outside, freezing. That's that's Florida cold. Like I'm like, kids, get a jacket on, turn the heat up. Like I'm freezing, right? So if you're out there, where are you? Where are you? And what's the weather like? I gotta know. I gotta know. Get me out of my Florida bubble. Um, Jared just moved to Florida a couple of years ago, so he's uh, he's in this whole like 50 degrees is freezing cold mode, right? If you, you, you switch to it quick, I'm not joking. Um, so where are you? What's the weather like? I'm going to bring Jared in. If you're watching on a replay, just say, hey, I'm here on a replay and the weather is beautiful or it's rainy or it's, I just want to know about where you guys are doing. So let me know. It would do me good and I want to hear from you. All right, we're bringing Jared on and three, two, one. Here he comes. The man, the legend, Jared Wolver. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, man, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm so good, man. It is awesome to have you in here. I appreciate um, it. Yeah, well, I was just telling everybody that I've actually used your stuff with my teams, and it's been awesome. So before we get into the smart group thing, um, where are you from and what's the weather like there? <laughs> <laughs> well, these days I'm in Tampa, Florida. Um, weather's pretty much what you got going on in Orlando. So today we woke up with a brisk 41 degrees. It was actually that is that is Florida cold. But originally, my first 37 years or so, I lived in St. Louis, just outside of St. Louis, Missouri, on the Illinois side. Cardinal so, fan? Cardinal fan. Yep, Cardinal fan, absolutely. And I was sad to see my Rams go, but uh, Cardinal fan through and through, and it was nice to see the Blues actually cap capture a Stanley Cup for yes. a long time waiting last year. So it's cold there. It was uh, my in-laws are in town they got in town last night and they said they left and it was like 19 degrees or something. So I'll take, I'll take 41 with a high <laughs> all day. 
my bones hurt just thinking about 19 degrees. It's not a, I've had, I have a client um, in uh, Missoula, Missouri. Uh, if you're watching, you know who you are. Uh, and we would talk and he was like, yeah, it's negative four today. I was like, stop it. That's not real life. What? <laughs> negative 20 or whatever. I'm like, that. that's not made for humans. Like you're not supposed to live there. It's not, um, anyway, let's get into this. I got two questions for you before we start. Um, what, what's your favorite kind of cereal, man? We need these are these are the important things. Right? Group training, yeah, <laughs> but not. Don't give me some healthy thing. Like I want to know uh, your favorite cereal. You know what? I'll tell you, it's not healthy. If I go cereal, it's I'm going all right. out. Right. As a kid, it was probably Reese's peanut butter puffs. These days, there's a new one. The kids these days are so lucky. Crave. It's just amazing. These what little, is it? It's called Crave. It's it basically like almost. Captain Crunch outside with chocolate in the middle. It's pure deliciousness. Captain Crunch was like the thing that like just slice your mouth up. Oh, if you're good good the sugar just gets to your system a lot better. <laughs> that That's so good. All right. And then what's one weird thing that not many people know about you? Yeah, give us something. What's, what makes you weird, man? I want to know. Uh, there's a lot of things that make me weird. So, he mentioned the uh, one of the companies I have, which is Smart Group Training. That is where I educate trainers. One of the fun things that me and Steve, my best friend, would do is as you're going through a lot of our videos, our education, we would, there's this, uh, we call it schnarf, people. So what it is is you just make a weird face, like, and see the reactions you get. So it's pretty priceless when you do it. But you'll watch Steve in a lot of these videos as I'm educating he'll roll by in a chair and just do a weird face or he'll <laughs> pop up in the screen and we got products that are for sale. So and in your, in your like, promos, in your trainings, you're yep. just being weird. Yep. That's awesome. I love it. Not you know, we like to have a good time. So if you happen to watch some of our stuff and you see myself or Steve doing some weird stuff like that, it's just our way to laugh on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny. That's all that matters, right? It's just my joke. Yeah, I know it doesn't yeah, totally. Right. And if you don't want to all follow right. myself because of that, hey, more power to you. I, I like to see people joke and have a good time. So, I love it. Let's dive in here, guys. So, if you're jumping on with us, even if you've been here before, where where are you right now in the world, and what's the weather like? And if you're jumping on later, where where are you in the world? Tell us. Replay. Are you watching this live? Are you with us right now? Are you are you listening to it later? It's gonna be put up on a couple of blogs. It's gonna be put up as a podcast. So. Let us know where you're at. I want to hear from you. And then it'll timestamp, like, you'll tell the time you post next. So we can maybe go live when it's best for you. Some of you guys in Australia, it's the middle of the night right there, right? So this might not be the best for you. Or maybe it's great because everybody's asleep and you can just learn some stuff, you know? But um, I want to make this as convenient as I can for you guys. And that's why we're here is to help you out. I invited Jared because we got connected through kind of the FMS functional movement screen community in a way. I, I'm a big fan of the functional movement screen. I use it in all of my personal training and group trainings. And um, I was looking for stuff when I became a manager of a club. And I, I realized I had a lot of trainers that had done one-on-one -on -one training. They hadn't done a lot of group training. I wanted to try to change that culture to, to get into group training. But it's very challenging, even if you understand it from a, like a financial standpoint, from a um, – uh, a mindset standpoint that once it gets down to the trainer to the client level, can you trust your trainers to do the best thing for their clients? 
Can you trust yourself to do the best thing for your client? That's a hard thing. And I know you're going to say, yeah, I, I'm good. I know what I'm doing. But if you're a really good trainer, you probably understand that there's times when you get caught up in the whatever they want and whatever looks cool and whatever, and you, you forget about what's really important. So, Jerry, what I love about what you're doing at Smart Group Training is like it keeps the important thing the important thing. And then you can spawn off from there as you want to, but you've got a, a set system. So you, you were telling me a little bit about um, you had some five keys or five um, five milestones. What, what do you call them now? The five elements of smart group training, like the box Honda car, the L, the, the square yeah. five Honda elements. Or what's in the first Honda element? What what do we got here? Five training. training and assessment. So we'll we'll run through the five. These are. If you think of these five things, they're they're like philosophies, you know, okay. big bedrock things that you can fit a lot of tools and tactics within each one of these. We're FMS guys, but there's also PRI. There's also other screens and assessments that you could plug in here. So the important concept is with element one is that you're screening and assessing your clients. So you're not just coming in and you're just trying to kick their butts on day one you're actually taking, you know, if we want to personalize group training, yeah. you got to start to train the individual. So That's how do you cool. know the individual? There's screens and assessments. The two screens that we use on a, a daily basis at our gym, one is hopefully everybody's using this because it's a liability one. It's just a good health history. So yeah. having your good health history of, you know, and a waiver of liability done on the front so you can go through that so you know, previous injuries, all those things, those limitations. Yeah, that should Everyone be should be doing that. If you don't have that, guys, certifying body you went through in every book I've ever seen has a, a copy of a form that you could just print out. Um, you could Google health activity questionnaire or whatever, whatever it might be, and, and you could uh, you yeah, can get that easily. They're, they're all over the place. So yeah. just make sure you have a good health history. Ours isn't crazy thorough because I want to talk to them. So sure. that's where whenever they're coming in, I want to establish some rapport with them. And I'll usually ask the questions because a lot of people through those health histories, they're not going to list out everything. They're going to have right. surgery that they'd had 10 years ago that they forgot about. And then all that stuff, if it's not rehab properly, shows up on the training. It's a great talking point, right? That's where you start. Yep. So that's the that's one of the screens. And then the big screen I want to talk about today is going to be the functional movement screen or a screen that we've pretty much adopted from the functional movement screen, right. the smart group training screen. It's just a modified version that we put together in the, the goal of it initially was, all right, we have a football team in the middle of the field and we have to do our thing, you know? So yeah. we wanted to have minimal equipment, being able to do a screen and, and create a system that can be done anywhere with limited resources. Because a lot That's of awesome. us going into group training, we don't have all the resources available to start. Right, right. That's so, cool. So when you when you say screen for if I'm a new trainer or I'm a, I haven't dove into like the functional movement systems at all, like you're not saying like how many push-ups can you do, how fast can you run a mile, um, anything like that, right? What's the so, difference in that and a screen? What, what would you say to somebody who asked that question? So if you get into the functional movement systems world, there's screens, there's assessments, there's tests. The stuff that you just listed, like a 40-yard dash or how fast can I run a mile, how high can I jump, how many push-ups can I perform, what's my max 1RM, those are all tests. 
There's a yeah. hard outcome. They're great at measuring performance. Even like how flexible can you touch your toes? Would you call that a screen or a test? Like I would testing call, a, I would call that more of a test, like the sit and reach test. Yeah. So you're going to have that certain outcome. You've got a measurable data you're trying to increase is what you're saying, yeah. right? That's the, okay. Now a movement screen is going to be something that, or a screen is just something that is done quickly to hopefully catch the big rocks. So gotcha. on my health history, I'm like, do you have any surgeries? Do you have current pain? Do you have mm -hmm. big limitations that I just need to be aware of today? And on the health history, it doesn't cover like how somebody how somebody is moving. So back in the mid '90s, whenever the uh, mid to late '90s, when the FMS came out, they started to basically look at something subjective in nature, which is movement, and yeah. start to quantify like, okay, what is a good and in the functional movement screen, there's seven movements. It's a sure. squat. It's a hurdle step, which is single leg balance. It's inline lunge. You got leg raise, which is some hip mobility, gives you good lower body mobility assessment. Yep, yep, yep. Shoulders, so and then with, just with those real quick, like if I'm looking just a NASM certified trainer, they do kind of a screen with like a, they may call them assessment, like an overhead squat assessment, yep. uh, single leg balance. So they're kind of looking at that as well, right? That would be like, if I'm not FMS certified, I'm not interested in going that route all the way, but I wanted to add an assessment. You could start with a, an overhead squat. You could start with a single leg. Start with any one of those. A postural analysis kind of look like that would all help, be helpful to start with, right? Absolutely. You Perfect. have to pick and choose what you're going to like. Now, there's resources you can pay for. There's free resources. So if you want to learn the functional movement screen on our YouTube page, um, as well as the book Movement, which is like Gray Cook, the leader of the FMS. That's his one of his main books. Those right. are awesome resources. There's great ways like you can learn the, the FMS. If you go to Smart Group Training's YouTube page and just look up how to perform. There. Yeah. We have all seven of them, how you actually score it. And basically what we're doing with that screen is, uh, is let me actually talk about assessments real quick. So we got sure, sure. testing, which we talked about. Screens are going to catch the big rocks and then assessments. These are different tools that I think you should get later on later in your career. You know, you just need to first make sure you know what a good squat is, what a good lunge is, how to take out some of the bad stuff, which yep. that's going to lead me into the next element. So first we just like the element one, I'll let you see if you have any questions. If not, we'll roll into element two, but yeah, it's so just, we, want to are the big, we open the big back doors of the Honda element all the screens are in there. We're driving away, hop in the second car. What is what is number two? It's red lights. So what red lights is, the again, I'm going to tie a lot of this back to the functional movement systems, the FMS. Um, they created, it's a, it makes a lot of sense. It's a, just a red light system. So you got red, yellow, green. You know, so sure. certain movements based upon the screen, you can pretty much determine are going to be like, you don't want to add strength to dysfunction. So if I'm not scoring to a certain standard on my squat, the last thing I want to be doing is going into an environment where I'm going to be doing barbell squats. Or time out, time out, time out. So if I can't pass the assessment for a squat, or if I'm not, if, if a red light comes up, here's a common fix that I see a lot. Put, put weights under your heels, then get back under the bar. Let's squat heavy because you can, you can actually do the squat now. Is that, not okay. Is that okay? What are your thoughts there? Uh, I use that as a, a regression a lot of the times as well. Okay. So 
this is where my system comes into play. So okay. whenever I started to grow, you know, essentially I was that technical trainer that you talked about, you know, yeah. I was doing one-on-one, -on -one. I was very technical. I got good. And then I moved into the group world. It got dirty real fast. I had to come up with a way to start to clean it up. So I started to come up with a system. And then as I got to, well, like I was a little over a hundred clients whenever I really like determined I was frustrated and I needed to put an end to it and just put together a system to, to knock this thing out. That's great. That's great. We, the biggest thing that you want to do is if you look at, okay, here's a good analogy. I actually just went and took like when we connected in Orlando last week, I was at the FMS level two. I, I took it over a decade ago, but I went back to see if anything changed just to kind of get a good refresh. Right. So as I'm there, one of the like one of the uh, analogies the instructor brought up, it was a great analogy that kind of helps reiterate this like number two is if you have, let's say your, your thumb hurts and then I start questioning you, it's like you, you have thumb pain and it's like, well, how do you have thumb pain? Like, well, I keep hitting it with this hammer. my thumb. Yeah. You know, and it's like. Okay, if you keep hitting your thumb with a hammer and it hurts, the best thing you can possibly do to reduce that thumb pain is the hammer away. But learn how to use a hammer properly. If, if runners are great, like a way to tie this into analogy is because you can t have a runner that they're experiencing pain, and then to take running away from a runner, good luck. You know, it's pretty hard. But that's the hey. Sometimes you know, like if you're experiencing things, some of the best things you do is take away the thing that's making it bad. Versus hey, if your thumb hurts and hit, hitting it with a hammer, don't hit it with the smaller hammer. Take the hammer away. Sure, sure, sure. So that's kind of the element too. Is now that I've done the screen, find what's like holding you back, right? Like that big red light. Yep, and those yeah. are the things, especially in the group training. If you're not up to par and like whenever I'm saying up to par on the, the screens and the assessments, it's not like perfection by any means. Sure. There's a lot of variance into what is just the acceptable kind of like baseline measurement. You're talking like there's no pain and it's not stopping you from like overcompensating. Yep. There's no pain. Way, right? You can get into the starting positions properly yeah. and then you can complete the movement. Sure. Whatever, you know, like, so the, the twos and the threes in the FMS world, twos are movements that are performed with compensations. Those are all good in my book. Gotcha. So as long as you perform like these movements, and there's some big compensations they allow to still give you a two. Yeah. Threes are like the unicorns. They're the perfect movements. Yeah. I don't care that much between the twos and threes. As long as you hit my certain standard that I've determined, then right, so we've got ooh, I should yeah, be able to coach that's that. awesome. We've got the assessment. We've got the red lights. What, what's the next step there? After that, after we, so we've done the screen. Now in the group programming, we've determined what we need to take away. Now we got we to gotta start to fix some of that stuff. Okay. So this is where we get into custom corrective strategies. This so is the stuff that I'm talking about. Person so it's, easy following, to say, it's easy to say, don't do this, don't do that. But like actually correcting things is where a lot of trainers are like, I don't have experience with that. You know, I don't know what to do. Um, I've got... 10 people here, I've got five people here, I've got 20 people here, how am I supposed to correct this one guy who can't squat properly? So what do you, if you, if you had like one thought on corrective stuff that you could give somebody, how do, how do we dive into that? So you just have to have a, a hierarchy of what you start fixing. So okay. first 
to make sure like let's just say it's a toe touch hip mobility they're not able yep. to get into like a good deadlift position and the fms that's probably going to tie into the active straight leg raise i'm probably right. going to find a limitation there and following their hierarchy those seven movements essentially if you fix certain things in a certain order they just other things just naturally fall into place mm -hmm. so what i'm doing is after my movement screen one, I got the screen. Two, I take out the red lights. Three, now I determine what the weakest link is. Yeah. And now I just hammer home the weakest link. So I'm not really trying to fix four or five things. I'm really right. trying to like take away the stuff they shouldn't be adding strength to, challenging them in a different manner, just not adding strength to the dysfunction. And then I'm hammering home that one weakest link because a lot of the times you fix that one thing, you fix three or four things, and I didn't even have to try. I love that. So instead of trying to fix everything, pick the biggest thing that they need help with. Yep. And learn. Going to help other things too, most likely. Good hierarchy. I, I, you got to follow the hierarchy because if you don't, you might try to, if you try to fix it out of order, you're going to sit there and you're not going to get in. You're not doing the most important thing, right? Like that's big. So no. um, if you want to know more about the hierarchy and what you should fix, we don't have a ton of time to dive into that right now. But guys, that gets comment below and just say, hey, Jared, I want to know more about correctives. Just say correctives and we'll get you some some links to, to look at that, what you should get, what order, what red lights are most important. That's big. Um, okay, so we've got assessments, we've got red lights, we've got correctives. Um, four, you were telling me a little bit about, and this is really the reason I think I originally reached out to you and started looking for stuff with my team is like actually – making good training right like having training like the the doing it the right way not just burpees sound cool today let's sprint let's do this but like actually having a purpose training what would what is for again remind me here because uh four is progressions and regressions yes okay so being a new manager when i when i i was first time i was in charge of a fitness team i'm watching people train i'm like some of these guys are really good some of these guys are brand new to this and it's not their fault that they're not that good. And, and some of the people were trying to get them into groups and managing that group is tough with the, how do you progress certain people, progress certain people. So I, I reached out to you, ended up purchasing your um, smart group training package where you're like giving real um, like workouts that are like specific to progressions and regressions, but aren't like, here's the exact workout you have to do every time you can adjust it for the training. It's really, it was cool to me. So if you want to touch on that a little bit, that'd be awesome for them yeah, to hear. That ties perfect in with the progressions and regressions. So I recently launched smart group training 365 premium, which years ago when we, first, that. that's, that's what I need though, I guess. Right? <laughs> yep. So years ago, whenever we first came out with smart group training, one of the first products we came out with was just an annual program. It was called yeah. Smart Group Training 365. To this day, it's been our bestseller. So I decided to make an ongoing program that basically you can follow along with the programs we're doing in our gym. And what that does is with those programs, so you look at like, I have a big table. So like workout A, let's just say workout A is on Monday, workout B is on Wednesday, workout C is on Friday. So I have all the progressions, regressions laid out. I have videos with multiple angles to uh, each progression and regression with coaching cues, That's all cool. that stuff laid out. So it's the big part I, why I put that together is like a team cohesion. So whenever you're like, if you're training a group one, you should have the progressions and regressions lined out in your head. That way, if something's not going right, 
Yeah. One, are they doing an exercise with a red light? If they are, they shouldn't be doing it. You should have that pre-planned of like, what's the alternate? What's the lateralization? So when you, you say progression, regression, you're not just saying for me to clarify, do more weight, do less weight, do more reps, do less reps, go slower, go faster. Um, the, the, the tempo might have some play, but you're actually saying the movement pattern they're doing might be flawed because of the assessment, because of the red light. And now we're going to progress them when they're getting better. And we're going to regress them to like more of a corrective exercise when they're getting worse. Right. That's the whole goal of your program. Yeah. That's cool. I yeah. love So that's so different than everything else. Because everything else is like add more weight, do more reps, do less reps. We're going to overload this week, underload next week, endurance phase, stability phase. But this is just how well do they actually move? And man, you go to the office the next day, nobody cares what you can bench or how fast you ran a mile or if you can snatch overhead, but you're definitely going to care if you drop your pin on your ground, on the ground and you can't bend over and pick it up, right? Or you need to reach sure. up and get something off the top shelf or pick your kids up and play with them in the park. And like your shoulders are hurt, hurt so bad from working out that you can't, not just sore, but like hurt, you know? So yeah, exactly. my biggest thing is can we actually progress people without injuring them can we push them without hurting them? Can we hold them back without boring them? And that's what I love about what, what you're doing is like the progressions and regressions are not intensity based, but they are movement based. It's super, exactly. super different. Sometimes you can be at a, a regression, but it's an exercise more suitable for you. So it's actually going to be harder than a progression because you shouldn't even be doing that progression so your body's compensating and cheating so you're just not getting good quality work done but if i follow the good system that we have and my job is like i'm doing that this weekend to upload into the the program that way march's programs are set and ready so That's i'm spending the time of you know like making sure the progressions and regressions are set we're all on the same page we know what we're going to do in the next month that way it's not just like when I first started, I'd write a workout on the board. It was, it was not, it was not pretty. I love this. So I want to, I want to just, so one thing you said there that's just like kind of flips everything on its head for a lot of people. And I want to just drive that home is if you give someone a regression that is more suitable for them, it is not making it easier on them. It could be even harder, but they're just doing the right thing. So changing that in our mind that we're going to regress it for you. We'll make it easier. Just take a break doesn't have to be the answer right that is so big like drive that into my head when i'm doing my classes i still do three or four small group trainings a week and it's so tempting to be like hey just take a break this time but if you really think about it ahead of time and use that program to like okay i know these three people are going to do this progression this regression this and you've got it mapped out in your brain it doesn't feel like someone failed it feels like you catered to them specifically and that Absolutely. is really really cool and then you're going to leave them feeling empowered versus defeated, which makes them want to come back more. That's big. Which makes them, once again, improves your retention. Which Huge. improves business, which improves. So it all kind of stems and feeds off of each other. Huge. Um, but that's, that's where it's all out is taking that element, like that SGT365, that program I was talking about, it kind of takes this system, you know, like, Hey, you got to do the assessment on the front end, but after you have all that information, the red lights, the correctives, the progressions and regressions, they're all laid out for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, and then element five? Element five is over delivery. So this is an area I feel, especially in the group training world, just gets overlooked. So we made it a big bedrock of like, everything we do, we have to 
keep this like one of our core focuses, you know? So I want to make sure we're under promising and then over delivering. So whenever awesome. I'm trying to say something, I'm always doing what I'm saying and hopefully <laughs> delivering substantially more than what I said I would. That's so awesome. we have so from education to texting and client accountability based on how frequently they need it. We've yeah. got workshops that we do. These are different ways that we can stand out from the Orange Series and the F45s and the, the big franchises out there that can honestly kick their kick my butt in marketing budget because they got a $5,000 a month marketing budget, right. but they can't compete with this stuff. Sure. So, um, That's big. So uh, I love these assessments or the elements. Those are awesome. You got the assessment, red lights. Um, uh, correctives. Correctives. I almost yeah. said progression, regression, and then over deliver. That's that's big time to actually set up your business. Now to not just make this a SGT small group, smart group training commercial. Um, say I don't want to use smart group training, but I love the idea. Of like, man, I've been thinking of progressions and regressions all the wrong way. Like, I've been like just pushing my people as hard as they can, not focusing on movement. What what's a super simple way I could do this? Not spend any money at all. And just started on my like to start moving my business that direction. What's the first step I could take if I wasn't ready to commit to something? I just wanted to like start looking at changing the way that I, I did I did my training. You have any thoughts on that? First, if you uh, yep, if you want to do it and you don't, if you're on a limited budget, we've got plenty of resources that kind of help drive that. There's cool. I still think the the best is the FMS, and you should learn the FMS. That's my opinion. You can learn whatever you want. You say them. that a lot. Like, do you work for them? I don't. No. <laughs> so I'm not FMS. I have my own spin. I have my own screen. Gotcha. But I would not be where I am at today without that organization because they have helped shape everything that I do from top to bottom of my training sessions. So it's hard for me not to give them the credit that you know, they deserve. That's cool. That's cool. They get a lot of free resources as well. That's pretty cool. They have free resources. We got free screens on, you know, on Spark Group Training on our blog. But you guys start the assessment process. And then from there, just choose one of those assessments or screens and get good at that. So whenever I started to learn some like more complex assessments, it was way over my head at the time. So mm -hmm. the advice that I was given to by a very smart guy was, hey, take one of these and just do this for one to two weeks. Hello? So it's like when you look at, let's just say you're using the FMS, the leg raise. I just, every single one of my clients that came in, whether I thought you had it or not, I looked at your leg raise. Then I did, you know, I was just, for two weeks, I was focused on leg raise. And then I moved on to shoulder mobility, you know, and then you just start to see reps and reps and reps you start to learn a little bit more. You start to understand it a little bit more. So each one of those elements, if you want a free way to kind of put this together on your own, is one, choose a screen or assessment. Create your own. I don't care, but have good thought process, rationale. Know what makes like good and bad so you can set the rest of this, the system up. I love it. That's awesome. And then, um, so guys, if you want um, help with that and you're like, man, I want more corrective stuff, just say, hey, me. I want it. Jared, give me your correctives. Put something in the chat here, wherever wherever you're seeing this. 
um, or if my email's down there, just just shoot me an email. We'll send it back to you. We'll give you his link to all his free stuff. It's gonna be a really simple, easy way to do it that way. So you get a notification, we get a notification back and forth. You get the free stuff, pretty cool. Um, what if I'm a trainer or a gym owner or a manager and I've got a team or I'm seeing a lot of people and I want to do the best thing ever? I, I would highly, for myself, I highly recommend you and, and your smart group training at 365 is huge. I, the premium is now the same thing, but just updated every every week, every month. What is that? Every month. So every you month, get, brand new workouts. You get monthly workouts that we're doing in advance. I get like one workout a month, or what? Is, how does that work? No, it it boils down to be like nine workouts a month, and then you cool. get the calendar of how we structure them. So there's a strategic plan, and it's That's not cool. just random workouts put together. So each phase or each month kind of helps build off of it. We're not just randomly working out. We're kind of going towards, I'm in general population, so it's a great program, for especially for general population. Yeah, I used a lot of your workouts with some of my athletes too, and it's just- Fantastic for, for athletes I mean, too. In-season workouts, it's really great because you're focusing a lot on how well you're moving. Um, Right postseason, it's perfect because you still want to. They want to take time off, but you can still really, really dial into the regressions. It's really, really cool. And and anyway, there's all kinds of uses for it. Um, that's awesome, man. We're at 33 minutes here, so I'm gonna we're gonna cut this off, guys. If you want more help from Jared, then put it up here, and I will get you his links. I'm, anybody who does my how to make it big in small group training course, I'm pushing you guys to Jared because I want you to once you like have the group set up. Once you have your business all lined up, once you've transitioned people in, I want you to be successful continuously. And what I don't do for people, I don't give them workouts. I give them like how to structure the workout, how to how to make sure that they're assessing properly and setting their business up properly and actually marketing it properly to grow groups rather than one-on-ones. And then from there, it's on your own to build workouts. But I think you guys should all be with Jared and working with him. Get, get his smart group training to build your groups. It's if, if not only just for one year of it to make sure you've got good stuff like that at the very bare minimum, that's going to be it. Right? I think that's huge. So guys, I'm pumped. This is cool stuff for me because I love figuring out ways to work with clients better. Jared, if you got one last thing to say to them, one big takeaway, like I want you, if you remember nothing else, if you forget everything else I've said, what do you want them to walk away here with? What do you want them to know? Be better. You know, it's like we got to pick up the standard of our industry. That's one of the things I moved in. I knew I, I'm still thriving. I've been doing this for 16 years. I'm still working on a daily basis to get better. You know, and don't, get from the man don't suck. Get better. Right? No. <laughs> I love it, man. All right. Well, hey, I'm going to slide you out of here. And thank you so much for being here, guys. Give Jared some love. He's the man. Like, love, hearts, all that stuff is popping up. Yes, sir. Awesome. Hey, guys, this is cool stuff. I, if you're not working on the movement of your clients, it will show up um, later on. Like, it will show up in their pain, which means them leaving you, or which means them not referring people to you. If you can start focusing on how well they move and not necessarily – as much their weight loss or strength gains, then all of a sudden you've set yourself apart. I know the biggest thing for my business when I decided I'm no longer doing weight loss, I'm no longer doing strength training, I'm gonna help people move better. And I'd tell them when, when they'd come to me, Ryan, I've got um, I've got a big weight loss goal. I'd be like, that's great. 
That's awesome, Larry. You can do that. You can lose that 40 pounds. It's going to be amazing. I'm not your guy. I'll train you and I'll help you move better. The more you, the better you move, the more you'll move, the easier it'll be to get that weight off. But what I want to do is connect you to a nutritionist and I want to help you move better. And all of a sudden we're seeing weight loss come off. It's crazy. Or I want to be able to bench. Great. That's really cool. I'm not your guy, but I'm going to help you so your shoulders don't hurt. So your back doesn't hurt. And we're going to get you connected with a nutritionist so that you can actually eat properly to get bigger and stronger without getting fat. Right. And all of a sudden this guy's stronger than he's ever been before. Like, it's a different dynamic than anybody else around you is going to have. So Jared's the guy. If you want more help from him, then throw it up in the chat here. I've also put a link to my book, I hate sellingbook.com in there. I want to give you guys that. If you didn't see it, here it is again. And now it's gone. But if you don't have it, it's in the group. You're already in the group. You can grab it from there. Um, thanks for being here, guys. I love when we're doing this together. Really, really cool stuff. Um, if you're just turning this on and watching the replay, Type in where you're from and if you're watching on replay or not so we can know when to do these chats. I love it, and I'm excited. Thanks so much for everything you guys are doing. Have a good one. Train smart. Live well. See you.